The following content is a production of the media team at Ashland Community Church in Oldham County, Kentucky. We exist to spread a passion for the supremacy of Christ in all things for the joy of all peoples. And we pray that God's grace among us would spread beyond us to anyone who happens to listen. For more information, please visit our website at ashlandcc.net. Thanks for listening. Would you say that there's been a part that was particularly challenging, like even amongst like the benchmarks or even if it's just something simple like a, a clerical type thing, has there been something that you, that wasn't really an expected challenge that you've had or we've had as a leadership team? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, there were several points along the way where, yeah, I mean, I, I'll just speak. Yeah, I think the hardest thing for me in ministry is when people I love leave. Mm. And, you know, sometimes the way you end is not the way you envisioned, you know, <laughs> and you've got anytime anybody leaves for any reason, it's just hard. You know, it's hard to think that God's, God's in control of that, that God's still got his hand on it, that God's still going to build that. Cause you have people who have come along the way and right. they've been so instrumental and we've learned to love them and you begin envisioning a future or they're just going to be here. And then at the, you, you, you go through disappointment and you have to look back and, and realize like, Oh God had a plan. Right. Like God was, he knew what he was doing. And I would just say unexpectedly, like those are the unexpected challenges that are hard to foresee. Sure. So on the flip side, what would you say has been the most encouraging part of this transition that maybe you didn't foresee as being, Hey, I, I can't believe this happened that, you know, in yeah. this transition that I was able to see and witness and be a part of. Yeah, to be honest with you, man, it is the unity of the people here has blown me away. Um, because when we started this, like, people would ask me what we're doing, and I would tell them, and I would, if it was somebody in ministry, it was always an expected response. It was like, oh boy, you know, like, Oh, you're trying to take an older church and lead them to change? Oh, good luck. (laughs) Yeah, right. And, man, it just it hasn't been that way. And I don't credit that to, like, some superior leadership or anything. Like, that's not my doing. Like, it's just people who love Christ and have from day one been willing to lay aside preferences because they're a part of something bigger that God's doing and they want to see people reached with the gospel. And they want to see God glorified. And, you know, even like going through, like we've had to make all kinds of decisions. We've had to adopt a constitution. We we had to settle on a name. What's the name of our church going to be? You know, pass a budget. All the things we've never done before. Right. Call deacons. And there it has been unified throughout that. Not that people aren't asking questions. Sure. And, you know, I mean, obviously you want that. That's healthy. But when those de- when it comes time to to for the church to vote on those decisions, I mean, it, I have just been blown away by by the unity. And the other thing I've already mentioned, but was just the generosity. We have not had a financial challenge that we've not met yet, mm. uh, and that that's like micro challenges, like somebody in our congregation who there's a need or uh, ministering to a refugee family and we've right. got to furnish two apartments like in a month, you know, and our, our little church is like, let's do it. Just, yeah. Completely stocking everything they need to the launch offering. And this, this goes all the way to Ashland Avenue Baptist church who 
has been completely generous as well, as well as Ashland Church, right? who's been autonomous pretty much the whole time we've been doing this. And so they had no obligation to us, and yet they took a sizable offering. And they showed up. Yeah. You know, it was cool to see them at the, yeah, at the launch service. For sure. And so I would say those two things, unity and generosity, both of those are fruits of the gospel. Mm. And I think that's really important. If you don't love Christ as a church and your eyes are not on him, you don't have unity and you don't have generosity. And so, yeah, that's been, that that encourages me every day, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, as a member, you know, to, to throw it in, it's, it, it has been so cool to see, just like you said, challenging things and, and asking questions has been there. But at the end of the day, it's been like, at the end, of the, we're here together. Absolutely. We we love each other. We love Jesus, and we want to serve our community. And I think it's just that's been the most encouraging part for me, especially, you know, just going to other churches and seeing and, and being a part of bodies that that weren't unified in in hardly anything. And it, it feels like we've been unified in everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's just been yeah. it's been so cool to see. No doubt. Um, it, it's been awesome. So the the next question I have pertains to you know the transition as a whole, right? So last Sunday you announced we'd be observing community each week. Uh, make sure if you haven't yet, check out the resource. And also we already did it. So you should have seen that, (laughs) but what other changes do you see coming down the road? Um, you know, such as leadership changes or anything, any, any structural type? Yeah. Well, not a lot to be honest. I mean, Ashland Avenue Baptist Church. I have to like. There's so many Ashlands. Like I have to keep specifying. <laughs> now we gotta specify. The Ashland Lexington um, is just so such a biblical faithful church, and so it, this was never like a even the communion thing. It was not like a man. I hate the way they do this. I can't wait to be free so we can. Do, I mean, like any You're pastor like at who's the, bit. the lead pastor is is gonna kind of have their own spin on things, sure. you know, and so. That was a personal thing for me, man. Like, I have just been thinking through that, mainly thinking about the role of ritual and, like, how important ritual is in our lives. Like, just doing the same thing repetitively again and again shapes us, and it shapes our hearts and habits. Uh, It shapes our desires. And so, you know, kind of interacting with that and then just coming to a fuller personally uh, understanding of what the Bible teaches about the Lord's Supper like I'm not comfortable saying anymore like it's just a sign like it is a sign but God's doing things in it too yeah and um, and so that was just like a a personal thing Uh, that's not like I I say in the article you know the Bible never says do this weekly do this quarterly do this month it doesn't say that I had a conversation with Pastor David about it the other day, and he said, no, the Bible just says do it often. Uh, how often is kind of, we don't know, right? We have to use our own wisdom. And so, honestly, I don't have, like, a list of change. Sure. That, you know, there's going to be some changes. Obviously, um, you know, we are having our own congregational meetings and stuff now. I mean, that's a change. But the the main one is calling Josh Crawford as a pastor to join me. Yeah. Shout out um, to Josh. Yeah. We put it in our constitution that, you know, if possible, we always want to have a plurality of pastors. Uh, you know, we believe elder, pastor, that's interchangeable. Some people use those as kind of two different offices to us. That's not the case. Um, and so we wanted a plurality. I, I'm praying that we'll add even more. 
uh, in the near future because there's other qualified people uh, here who aspire to that and have been recognized and called. Um, and so that's really exciting for me because, you know, Josh is, you know, he's already been functioning in a, yeah. in a pastoral role, but like to, to officially be recognized in that office, it, it helps me, you know, and I think it helps the church. Yeah. And, uh, and so that's important. Uh, and then our own deacons. You know, we just called four godly men um, last Sunday uh, to, to, to serve as deacons. And we're excited about that. We've never had deacons here before. And so to, those are the two offices in the Bible for the church. And we're really excited that I think we're well taken care of in both, both departments. Yeah. And, you know, you explained it on Sunday, and this was not a question that I had pre-asked you. <laughs> yeah. But could you maybe uh, tease out a little bit what the role of a deacon is at our church, what we believe that to be biblically? Yeah. Well, I'd go back to Acts 6. You know, Acts 6, um, I think, I believe that this is where the kind of idea initially emerges. And the dynamic you have in Acts 6 is you've got this dispute happening where there's there's certain uh, widows not getting taken care of, they're mm. getting looked over, and so you've got the the teaching leaders in the church who are mainly the apostles, but you know they're out there trying to preach the gospel, and then you've got kind of this these practical needs that are that are emerging, and and they're like, hey, we can't stop the ministry of the word to deal with this, we need help, and so it's sort of a wise delegation, you know, like we need to raise up other people in the church to function, to kind of handle these types of things so that the ones called to preach and teach and pray can do that. Right. And so here, that's really what it is. I mean, the deacons all understand that. Uh, we've had, we use the handbook from Ashton Lexington, you know, and they've gone through that and they understand and agree with it and are excited about that. And so you know, ministry to widows and shut-ins, uh, hospital visits, benevolence needs, just any of those kind of practical, important. I mean, those are not less important things. Right. It's just no one person can do everything. Absolutely. And so to have a group of men called to an office to lead in that is just a huge blessing. And I'm, I'm really thankful that they, the four of them have agreed to serve, and the church recognizes it. I'm excited about it. Yeah, me too. Me too. I think it's just so important to recognize that we all have different gifts. And, you know, I, I don't think we're all called to be ministers behind a pulpit. You know, we have daily jobs that we have. We have other ways that we're helpful. I mean, gosh, we have so many people in our church that are handy and yeah. that, that have a heart to go and serve somebody and have a heart to get a phone call at 2 a.m. and go make, you know, a run, you know, to, to pick somebody up or to whatever it might be. Like we have people in our church that are, are completely capable of that and gifted at those things. And yeah, sure. I think it's important. So what in, in terms of right now, you know, obviously we're second week of January. We just started this thing. What, what more needs to be done? What, what things need a, you know, a bow tied on them? What kind of timeline do we, are we looking at with yeah. those sorts of things? From, from this perspective right now. You know, it's, that's, it's interesting because it's almost like the substance decisions have been made, right. and now it's like cosmetics. Mm -hmm. And so we've got the structure in place, and now we got to start, you know, putting the paint on it. And, and I mean, and that's things like our website. We've got to change some things there. 
signage all over the place, the sort of materials that we hand out, connect cards, you know, like all of that. The awesome coffee start. cups. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's all the little things. And, and so with those types of things, it's really easy to sort of just keep kicking the can down the road. And so, you know, I've kind of artificially said um, the end of February needs to be sort of a good realistic goal i mean it, it does put some pressure on the staff but right. uh but if we don't set some kind of deadline then <laughs> it'll just keep yeah and so off, yeah. i've been talking to sign companies this week and so yeah now that we've got a budget passed you know we we kind of know what we got to work sure. with and so we can start that process awesome awesome so a lot of cosmetic stuff, a lot of, you know, things just kind of getting, the you know, squared away. So that's yeah, there's great. there's really nothing else. Substance-wise, I mean, for a lot of folks, I bet, you know, for if you just talk to the member in the pew, like for many people, there there's not going to seem to be a lot of difference. Yeah. You know, and that's a test. It's honestly what you want. Yeah. <laughs> you know, say like. That's what Yeah. And, and just sort of, they already had us working into this. And so. Yeah, I mean, I anticipate it being a smooth transition. It has been so far. Absolutely. So you kind of alluded to this already when you mentioned your the, the third kind of benchmark to becoming autonomous was mm-hmm. being a church that, that plants other churches. Uh, so this question really will probably expand on that. But what's your vision or goals for Ashton Community Church in the next five to ten years? Do you, do you see that being a viable time frame for us to go and plant another church? Do you see that, you know, being a possibility? Yes. I mean, in fact, I would be very disappointed if we weren't actively working to plant another church in the next five years. Um, and so, and now that, what does that look like? I mean, you know, we, we brought up a couple on at the congregation meeting Sunday because the Armstrongs and, and they want to go and we've said from day one that's our plan right and they've they've been here serving faithfully for years now um and but but you know that church plant might be international you know praise god if it is because we're called to reach the nation so like i don't know exactly where but that is a huge priority for us and so we trust the lord to lead us and i think here, here's a cool thing too, just to put out there. Um, in February, um, Josh and I and um, Jeremy and, and Eric from Ashland Church and Pastor Todd and Pastor David from Lexington are gonna are gonna get together, and we're gonna start just talking about what formal partnership looks like between three autonomous churches. You know, like how can we three who agree on just about everything. I mean, everything essential and, and share so much and have these relationships of trust that we've already built over decades. Uh, how can we formally partner? You know, how can we pool resources? You know, let's say we have a family that wants to go and they need another family and we don't have that family here. You know, maybe that family's in Madison County. You know, maybe they're in Lexington. And so I'm really excited about that potentially because it's like, you know, we are almost have an association of churches yeah. amongst the three that, that have been planned from Ashland. So, yeah, that's really, really cool. And my last question, and, and, you know, I'd say people that don't really know about the situation may not care a whole lot, but I think it's really cool. Uh, 
it's been so unique for me for the last three or four months. Every week in the last year, in, at the end of last year, we were raising our hands to invite and, and welcome new members to Ashland and Lexington. They, they were growing as we were leaving, which I just thought was such a cool picture of the gospel and, and the way that God moves. And mm-hmm. um, so they're exploding right now. What do you see them doing? Like, do you see them, you know, continuing to, you know, grow and plant another church, even maybe in Lexington or something like that? Like, do you see that being a possibility? Yeah. And um, just allude back to the meeting in February. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the question we're asking because they're in a strange spot. They're growing, but for the past decade or more, actually, they've had a church that they were actively planting. And so, like, right now, they don't. Yeah. And so I know that they they don't like that. <laughs> so um, so yeah, we're we're definitely going to be talking about that and I know they're already thinking about that. And so I I see them planting more churches. Man, that's great. And and it's just it's so cool to see cuz like I feel like it would be so easy to you know, hey, we've got these two done. You know, we've we've we're we're growing. This is great. Yeah. I just think that would be so easy to, to kind of rest on your laurels and, and be happy. Yeah, just think about this for a minute. So, I mean, I think a lot of churches would be hesitant to do this because it's like we're not going to send out our best people to plant churches. Like, we need them here. But just think about the impact. So, I mean, right now, Ashland, Lexington is bigger than they were when they first started this. Okay? So they've grown over this whole time. And then add the work in Madison County that would have never been reached had they not done it. Right. Plus the work out here. And so like, I think our our logic, you know, our math's bad. You know, like God, <laughs> yeah. God's our math, culture math is yeah, terrible. <laughs> gospel math is a lot different. Right. And you don't when you when you send people out, it's it's not just a minus. Like the Lord multiplies that. Yeah. And I feel I, like it's a net positive always. It's a net positive. And the people who are sending are so excited and they're tied to the gospel that they're motivated to do ministry locally too. Uh, and so it's all about culture. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's something we're going to have to get, come to grips with. because, And that's kind of our next step is, you know, getting our people and teaching our people that when we send someone out, yeah, we're going to miss them. But we're it's going to be a good. It's a net positive. Yeah, you know, it's it's about the kingdom of Christ. Absolutely. Well, that's all the questions I had, man. Do you have anything that you would like to add, tack on? Oh no, just keep tell the church to keep praying. <laughs> well, you're telling the church to keep praying. That's right. <laughs> keep praying for sure. Well, thank you so much for being on here with me. Uh, I hope that this is a valuable resource for our current members, our future members, uh, people that are listening. Maybe there's there might be churches that tune in that are wondering these same things, what that looks like for them or people that want to plant churches. You know, if you're in the Louisville area, like come here, like this is like, we want to help build you up. We're not, sure. we don't want to hog you. Right. <laughs> like I think you said it best that, you know, we, we want to be able to send out our best people and we want to be able to go and impact the gospel in other communities and other places. And so uh, I, I hope that you're encouraged by this if you're listening to it. And I can tell you just sitting across the table and being somebody that's seen it for the last year and a half, 
it's been so cool to watch and to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm grateful for your leadership, grateful for, for Pastor Josh and uh, Joe and Joseph and Dan and everybody that, you know, has been a huge hand in this. And, and shout out to Pastor David for, for his guidance and leadership. And so uh, looking forward to, to what we continue to do for the gospel. And uh, make sure that you uh, stay tuned next week. You're listening to the second part of this episode. Uh, next week, we will be starting our equipped series. And so uh, really looking forward to that. And uh, make sure you tune in each week if you can't make it. So that's all I got. Till next time.